it has made in our life, we would still be in darkness if it were not for the light of God that has shined on our pathway, the glorious gospel truth. Praise God. Brother Anthony is preaching this weekend in Eunice. Let's pray that the Lord will bless him. He was there last night, this morning, and again tonight. Amen. Let's come and get ready now for the word of the Lord. I have a little lesson that I hope that we will remember all of our life. There's a, there are many times when we need to get to God. Everybody in the far here, I'm fixing to read the scripture. Unless you have an emergency, let's come in and get ready for the word of the Lord. You may turn to the 15th chapter of the book of Luke. Luke 15 and Matthew 25. One of, the, one of the difficult things of a person coming to God, especially a person that is away from God, a backslider or, or someone who finds himself in, in trouble, is having the courage to believe and the faith to believe that God will help them. Many times they've done God wrong and uh, they're down, their spirits are down, their faith is down. And it's hard for them to have the courage to believe that uh, God would help them. And I, I want to help you with that today. I want to help you with it from the word of the Lord. In the 15th chapter of the book of Luke, very familiar, verse 18, I will arise and go to my father, and I will say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Verse number 19, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son, but make me as one of thy hired servants. One of thy hired servants. In the 25th chapter of the book of Matthew, verse number 23, his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Let's pray right now. Help us pray. God, help me today. Help me today to bring something to your people that will be valuable to them. God, something they can hide away in their heart to know and remember and learn. Help me, God, today to present hope, Lord, and to bring trust and faith into the heart of someone that needs to know that heaven's door is open. There's a way to come to God. Save us, Lord Jesus, for that day when we stand in your presence, and we'll thank you for it. Everyone say in Jesus' name, God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for the missionary offering. Let me, let me read another. And all of these passages that I'm reading are, are stories that I've made reference to just recently in some of the Bible lessons. And uh, this is about Mordecai. In the second chapter of the book of Esther, it says, And when the virgins were gathered together the second time, then Mordecai sat in the king's gate. Sat in the king's gate. And if you read on through the book of Esther, you will find that there was a, there was a gate. It was called the king's gate, even though the king didn't come and go there. And was really a gate where the servants 
come and went. It was the gate where beggars laid. Even the rich men had, uh, had gates where the dogs and the beggars were. The Bible said of Lazarus that he laid at the rich man's gate, the rich man's gate. In the construction of the cities you've been reading about, now Bible reading, you read about a lot of different kind of gates to the city, all kind of gates. There was the North Gate, South Gate, East Gate, West Gate, and uh, there was uh, different gates, names of the gates. There was a gate that was named after each of the 12 uh, sons of Jacob. And then the Bible says there was a fish gate, a fish gate. Yeah. Now, Brother Mike, you old and I am, what that mean? I don't <laughs> <laughs> and then it said there was a horse gate. Then it said there was a dung gate. Yeah. I think that's where they rake the, the uh, manure out and hauled it out. But there was a gate for almost everything. Yeah. And there was a servant's gate. It was a place where the lowly uh, went in and out. The, uh, the lepers would sneak in at times and uh, they brought little donkeys in through that gate, beast of burdens. And uh, Jesus commented, when the rich young ruler turned and walked away and wouldn't follow him, he said, how hardly shall a rich man be saved? It would be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to be saved. And what he was talking about, there was a little gate that... Uh, the only way a camel could go through it would be to unload everything and get down on his knees and crawl. He may be able to go through that gate if he unloaded everything and got down on his knees and crawled through there. And that gate was called the eye of a needle. And uh, it, was a, it was a great thought that Jesus left them with. There, there comes a time when the only way you can enter in the only place that you can enter in is at the servant's gate. The eye of a needle or the horse gate, by whatever name it may be called. It was called the king's gate where Mordecai was. It was simply called the gate where Lazarus laid. But uh, it was a place where the lowly and the lonely and the humble and the bent and the broken and uh, those who were willing to get down on their knees and crawl could come in. Now the big gates were often locked and you could not come into the big gate of ceremony and pomp uh, always. If you came to that big gate, you had to be somebody and you had to have a pass and they had to invite you and they had to open the gate for you. And usually it was uh, somebody of renown or it was the return of the soldiers coming back home from war with the spoils of war and with their victory. In, uh, in Varsal's France, uh, there is a place, it's called the Invalides, and it was the gates where the armies returned back in the time of Napoleon and them, way back where the armies returned and they marched back in triumphantly into the city and they brought the wounded with them and they brought the dead bodies with them 
and uh, they shouted of their victory and the cities rejoiced as they entered back in through those gates. A lot of ceremony. I'm not talking to you today about the, uh, the gate of pomp and ceremony, the big gate where people come in on their big horses with all their fineries and the bands are playing. I'm not talking to you about the gates of commerce uh, where uh, all of the traffic of commerce and money and trading is done. But I'm telling you today, there is a gate that's always open, and that's the servant's gate. There is a door to the throne of God that's always open. It's not always the gate of blessing and rejoicing. It's not always the, uh, the place of, uh, of, of spit and shine and show off. Amen. But there's always a door open to the presence of the Lord. And the prodigal son in the hog pen, he thought about it and thought about it. He said, I've done my folks wrong. I've done my daddy wrong. I've done my brother wrong. I've done my household wrong. I've wasted. I've spent. I've lived bad. I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. Uh, I uh, have no confidence. I have no courage. But Brother Mac, he remembered one thing. He remembered one thing. He said, there's no way that I can walk up to that big white door and knock on the front door. No way I can stomp up on that porch and say, hey, y'all, I'm home. Kill the fatted calf because I'm home. There's no way that he'd have the courage to walk up there and press the button and stand there waiting for them to come out with the cheers and, and with all of the music and the hugs. Amen. But he says, I do know how I can get in. I really believe the servant's door will be open. I believe the servant's door is open and will always be open. And I want to talk to you today, and, and I would like for you to remember for the rest of your life that any time you really, really need to get into the presence of the Lord, amen, you may not can shout your way into it, you may not can bluff your way into it. I know the scripture says, let us come boldly before the throne of God. That's true. When everything is right and everything is in place, your courage, your confidence, your faith is up. Amen. You have a praise to give. You have a song to sing. You can come into the presence of the Lord. Amen. And you can come boldly into his presence because the middle wall of petition has been torn down. The veil has been ripped in twain from top to bottom and we have access to God. Amen. But it's only through the broken body of Jesus Christ. And we only come through the broken body of Jesus Christ when we are of a broken heart and a broken and a contrite spirit. The Bible says God will not despise a broken heart, a broken and a contrite spirit. The Bible says, but the proud, he knows afar off. The proud, he knows it's like way over there he sees the proud. But those of a broken heart and a broken and a contrite spirit, he's not far from them. Amen. He draws them close. Amen. Amen. I, I want to tell you now, and I'm not going to teach no big, long, deep, drawn-out lesson today, but I want you to take this home with you. I, I'm telling you now, I have never seen, I have never seen a person on their knees, humble, broken, repentant, seeking, reaching, confessing, acknowledging, humbling themselves, but what they found, an open door. Amen. 
into the presence of the Lord. There is a way to come to God. There's a way to get in. And the prodigal son says, I'm going to go in at the servant's door. I don't think the servant's door is ever closed. I believe I can get in at the servant's door. And let, let me remind all of us today. Now, you read those stories in the Bible about those Jews. We've been reading it how the Jews, they just whipped everybody they came to. And we're cheering for the Jews. Come on, come on. Yeah, drive them out. Run them out. Overthrow them. Take their cities. Yeah, yeah. But you stop and think about it. We were the Gentiles. There's us there's kicking. There's us they were stomping. There's our grandma and grandpa that there's bashing in. And some places kill all the women, the children, everybody. As our folks. And we're in there cheering for them. And as our grandmas is bashing and, and dragging out. We were not of the royal seed. We were the dogs. It was our grandfolks that begged for the crumbs that fell from the table. Amen. The Apostle Paul very, very soberly, he says, take heed. Take heed. Don't get the big head and think that you've got it made and, and that you can just do any kind of way and stomp around and, and be arrogant and your nose in the air and uh, think you're such a big shot. For if God spared not his own people. If God spared not the children of Abraham, when they begin to reject him and turn against him, said, beware that he spare not you also. Amen. If he cast off the true olive branch, yeah. let's don't be careless and arrogant and egotistical. Amen. We were grafted in. We were not the originals. We were not the chosen people of God. We were, the Bible said, we were afar off. We were afar off. We're the Gentiles. We're the dogs that beg for crumbs from the children's table. Amen. God's been good to us. He said, beware lest he spare not you also. And, and I think no matter how long we've been serving God, and no matter what we've accomplished or what our place is in the kingdom of God, it'll do us well to remember that humility is still a virtue. Humility is still a powerful attribute. Amen. Humility will serve us well in the presence of the Lord when we kneel before God. I, I don't, and I don't remember who preached it, so I'm not uh, throwing stones this morning, but I remember a few years ago there was a preacher that was preaching camp meetings, and he preached at several different places. And he read a scripture over there where God said, Command you me. That, uh, and... And he used that as his subject, and people just went wild. And he said, you've got to command God. You come up before God and command God to do things. Command God to do things. And I just kind of cringed back. I said, oh, that, that makes good preaching, but that's not really the way it is. Amen. I'm going to tell you, when you come before God, amen, we need to come before God like a little child. Amen. Looking up to his father and saying, Father, pity me. You're strong and I'm weak. Amen. When we come before God, we need to remember the servant's door is always open. Jesus said, when they bid you to a feast, when they bid you to a feast, don't go in there and sit way up there in the high place. 
You'll serve your purpose well if you'll always remember that you are a servant. He said, if you'll go in and sit over there with the servants. He said, if, if you belong in a higher seat, when the master comes in, he'll say, hey, you, you sit up over here. Come in at the servant's door. Amen. Maybe you'll go out with a high class. But if you try to come in with a high class, you may get sent out the servant's door. Amen. Don't resent in the second chapter of the book of Philippians, the Bible says of Jesus Christ that he came to this earth as a servant. He said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Let's, let's read it. Beautiful. Listen to what he said. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, what he's saying is he didn't have to come as a servant. I mean, Jesus Christ could have come to this earth and just slapped people around and knocked them over and he could have walked through here and everybody that frowned at him, he could have just melted them away. He had the power. Doesn't matter how great you are, how well you're doing, there's an attitude that ought to always live in us. There's a spirit that we must never outgrow. Let me say that again. You know, that's one of the things that Joshua told his children, said when you're doing well, when, when everything is really going good and you're prospering and everything's good, beware lest you forget the Lord that made you. We need to remember where we came from. And it says God didn't have to come to this earth as a servant. He could have came here, even while he hung on the cross, the Bible said he could have called 10,000 angels. All he had to do is say, and I mean, they had just melted away. But he said, he said to the apostle Peter, when he cut the man's ear off, no, he said, don't do that. Put it back. Fix it back. Amen. Fix it back. He could have come in a different way. But he chose to come as a servant. I'm telling you, the servant's door is always open. And the Bible said, let this mind be in you. We're, it's not an act that we're putting on trying to be humble. We're just trying to be humble. No, sir. It's got to be a mindset. It's got to be an attitude of the heart. I am a servant. I'm not playing the part. I'm not trying to make myself play the part. But the Bible said, let this mind be in you. He could have done it different. He had the power to do it different. He could have been big shoddy if he had wanted to. He could have made everybody bow down before him. He could have made everyone get out of his way. He could have made everybody serve him. But instead, willingly, purposely, he took upon himself the form of a servant and he came to this earth. It is not an accident that he was born in a manger. Amen. He came to this earth through the servant's door. They wrapped the baby in swaddling clothes and lay him in a manger with hay around him. Not the pomp and ceremony of, uh, of royalty, but he set an example for us. And he says, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Oh, what an example.
If we ever, if we ever feel like that we're getting high, well, I've been in this church so long, I've been, I've been serving God. Don't, don't try to pull rank with the Almighty. Amen. Don't try to strut in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We're all little children. And unless God helps us, we will fall on our face at any time. Amen. Unless God helps us, uh, the song says, I can't even walk without him holding my hand. Don't ever lose that genuine, absolute spirit of a servant of humility. It'll serve you well when you need to get to him and when you need to get a prayer through. Praise God, because a servant's door is always open. The prodigal son says, I, I don't have the courage to try for sonship. I don't have the courage to try to be reinstated to that same level. I just don't have the faith that it will work. But he said, the servant's door is open and I'm gonna go in through the servant's door. Praise God. If you ever are having trouble touching God, if you're having trouble getting a prayer through, you're having trouble getting relief from your burden or getting help in your situation, won't you try the servant's door? Why don't you come in broken and humble? Why don't you come in weeping and crying? Submit yourself to him, bow before him, acknowledge him, humble yourself. Amen, the Bible says in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Mordecai did not try to pull strings and get in the king's house. He said, I'll stay right here at the servant's gate. And uh, the servant's gate served him well, because it was at the servant's gate that he was able to relate and hear and know what was going on. It put him in a very unique position, as we said last Sunday morning. He was in the right place at the right time when things happened, and he got it in the book, amen. He wasn't trying to, he wasn't trying to outshine everybody else. Thank you very much. He wasn't trying to outshine everybody else. He was content to live at the servant's gate. He was content to live in the same place that Lazarus sat, where the dogs licked his sores. Just to have access, just to know Amen, that I can come and go. There is a place, there is a way to touch the Lord. The Bible says of Moses, Moses was, uh, was quite, a, quite a guy. When you stop and think about it, he was the, probably the most educated of all Jews. He was educated and raised in Pharaoh's house. He knew all of the big shots by name. He knew how to go out and come in. Uh, he knew all of the mannerism of the Egyptians, and uh, he, had the, uh, he had the ability, he had the background, he had the training, he had the raising, he had the clout, the prestige, the power. Uh, he had been there, he had done that, he could talk about it, he understood it, he knew it. Uh, he had all of the advantages of being a child or grandchild of Pharaoh himself. He also knew that it was within his reach to be Pharaoh. He would be the next Pharaoh. He would run the country. He would be the man. And uh, with all of that knowledge and with all that intelligence and connections and understanding, uh, he was living 
on the backside of the desert and he was tending sheep. And the Bible says that when the Lord spoke to Moses, here, I want you to get the picture of this. God spoke to Moses from a burning bush, a miracle. It was God come to visit Moses. Or rather, God came to make himself available to Moses so that Moses could visit God. And Moses said, I'm going to turn aside and see this. <laughs> this is really interesting, something here I hadn't seen before. I thought I'd seen about everything. I was raised up in Pharaoh's house. Armies and chariots and power and palaces and parties. I've been there. I said, I'm going to turn aside and see this. God said, hold it right there, Moses. Amen. All the parties you've ever been to, you're dressed up to go to them. You're always fixed up, amen, to come into the presence of powers and kings. And they always, since you was about that big, they dressed you up and brought you out uh, to meet all the royalty and the kings. And you pranced right up, amen. But this is different. He said, if you're going to come any closer, take your shoes off. Amen. Amen. Take your shoes off because this is holy ground. Everybody say holy ground. Amen. I do not subscribe to the idea that if you want something from God, amen, you get a, a hard, brassy look and command God to do this and that for you. Amen. I don't relate to that. Praise God. If you want to come into the presence of the Lord, take your shoes off and humble yourself. Amen. The door into the presence of God is a servant's door. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you. Moses! Amen. That's not the way it's done in the world that you were raised in. You always put on your most a bold, brazen face. And uh, you always look the part of I'm very cool and relaxed. And, and this is no big deal to me. But in the presence of the Lord, it's different. Amen. Take your shoes off and come trembling, buddy. Amen. Because this is different. And Moses took his shoes off and come into the presence of the Lord. And then God was able to communicate with him and talk with him. Oh, that we would learn that lesson. I say, oh, that we would learn that lesson. Amen. Humility is a great, great virtue. Humility is a great, great virtue. Bible says that the Lord looked at his people and, and uh, he was, really he was deciding who's going to come in and who's not. And he looked and he said, uh, well done, my good and faithful servant. He said, you fed me when I was hungry and you visited me in prison and you ministered unto me and uh, you tended to me and you saw about me. And they said, Lord, when did we do all of that? And he said, inasmuch as you have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. He said, I've watched you serve. I have watched you serve. The book we were talking about a while ago, he wrote it down. I, I, wonder, I wonder if each of us got something on our page this week. The Lord watched us serve. Amen. Fed me, ministered to me visited me, encouraged me, reached out for me, reached down for me to lift me up. Amen. What did we, did, did we get anything to our credit in the last seven days? I wonder today if we'll find somebody that we can kneel down with. 
and humble ourselves before and become a servant to them. And uh, the Bible said, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. All of this is important. How am I going to get to heaven? I'm going to tell you. By the blood of Jesus Christ, the redemptive plan of God, I have hoped that my sins are remitted, removed, washed away, and cleansed, justified, purified, sanctified, amen, in the presence of the Lord. And then to hear him say, well done, my only hope is that I have been a faithful servant. He said, my good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. Amen, living right, living good, living clean, living holy, living according to the word of God, sanctified, pure before him, and serving, 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 serving. You know, there's people that I'm preaching to right now that resents me continuing to talk to you about the necessity of you living a life of servitude. You don't like it. You don't like it. You want to live clean, pray every day, pay your tithes, and come to church. And go to heaven simply on the basis of those four things. You want to go to heaven simply on the basis of those four things. Amen. I'm telling you, we need to prepare ourselves and position ourselves to enter in at the servant's gate. Amen. We need to know how to get down on our knees and humble ourselves and, as Paul said, in love, serve one another. Amen. It's got to be a mindset. It's got to be a lifestyle. It's got to be a condition of the heart. It's not what we do. It's who we are. We're not playing the part of a servant. This is not a game. This is not a drama that we're putting on. And said, uh, here we, we've got a drama. We need somebody to play the part of a servant. And, oh yes, I can play a part. Give me some humble clothes here. And we go through all of this and play our little part. This is not something we're playing. This has to be something we are. Amen. We have to think that way. Amen. And then we don't feel like we're being imposed upon when we're called on to serve. Because serving to us is very fulfilling because that's who we are. Amen. Praise God. God. It was no accident that Jesus, when the supper was ended, he poured water in a basin. Poured water in a basin and wrapped the towel around him and knelt down there and said, let me wash your dirty feet. And he started washing their feet. And he said, uh, uh, don't. Peter said, don't wash my feet because, don't wash my feet because you're greater than I am. Yes. The Bible says, they that are greatest among you shall be servants to all. In the kingdom of God, there is nothing greater than being a servant. Hallelujah. Once this mind is in us, once we genuinely see ourselves as a servant to others, that almost guarantees that we will never lose out with God because we were offended or we got our feelings hurt. Amen. Amen. We got our feelings hurt because somebody didn't treat us with as much dignity and respect and honor as we thought they should. Amen. 
A servant sits at the gate. A servant does not wait for everybody to bow to them. Amen. A servant sits humbly. A servant has the mindset of a servant. That's why Jesus, when Jesus was here, the people spit on him. They mocked him. They made fun of him. There are times and he had no place to eat and no one invited him home. He had no place to sleep and no one said here. In fact, Brother McManus, it makes a big deal out of the fact that Mary and Martha and Lazarus was nice to him. It really does. It's a, he and they invited him to go eat with them. And it makes a big deal out of that. You know what that tells me? Most of the time, nobody took him home with them. When he got through preaching in the synagogue, they just all went on to Ryan's and here and there and that barbecue or whatever and left him there. And he just, uh, he just, and I'll tell you what, next Sunday he didn't say, bless God, I'll tell you, y'all got to show some respect around here. I'm the big guy around here. Y'all got to, no, sir, no, sir. He let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. He came here as a servant, not to be waited on, but to wait on them. Not to be ministered to, but to minister to them. Set an example for us. Praise God. Setting an example for us. He didn't get his feelings hurt. All mipped up. And I'll tell you what, y'all going to start showing more respect around here. No, sir. No, sir. The highest position in the kingdom of God is a servant. Amen. We need to learn this. We need to learn this because we need it in our book. When we come to stand before God, amen, we need the Lord to say, I saw what you did. I saw how you lived your life. I saw all the things you did to help everybody and serve everybody. I saw your spirit and your attitude. I saw your humility. Amen. Trying to be a friend and trying to encourage and trying to help. I wrote all that down. And in as much as you have done it under the least of these, you've done it unto me. And I gave you credit for that. Gave you credit for that. Amen. Let me tell you. We believe in worshiping, we believe in running and praising and singing and clapping our hands and rejoicing. Amen. But you're going to get a whole lot more credit in God's eternal book for serving somebody than you will for jigging for Jesus. And don't ever, don't ever stop jumping and rejoicing. Amen. That's, that's glorious and that's uh, exciting. Amen. I want the whole world to know that what we have inside, amen, makes us full of joy and peace and victory and glory. Amen. We don't ever want to stop that. But don't think that that's all you're going to need when you stand before God, that you knew how to get with it. It's these servant things that weigh heavy in God's book. Amen. I saw what you did, and I marked it up that you did this unto me. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter in. Which gate will we go in? We sang that song as... There's four gates to the north, four gates south, 12 gates to the city. But when it comes to getting in the kingdom of God, I'll tell you which gate we're going to go in. If we get there at all, we're going to go in through the servant's gate. 
Amen. We're going to enter in. Bible calls it the straight gate. It's narrow. It's not wide. Amen. You got to unload to go through it. You can't. Uh, you can't just go careless and casual through there. Amen. This is the gate that's always open. And I want to say again, if you find yourself having trouble getting through to God, Amen. Don't uh, spend your time telling God how good you are. Don't spend your time telling God how faithful you've been. Amen. You deserve it. You know, answered prayer is not an entitlement. It's not something that you can say, you did it for others, you got to do it for me. They didn't do no better than I did and this happened. No, sir. Amen. You need to come before God with your hat in your hand. We need to come before God with our hat in our hand. We need to come before God humble. Amen. Say, Lord, pity me as a father pitieth his children. Amen. I'm not coming as the greatest. I'm coming as a servant. Let me be one of your hired hands, hired servants. Now, the flip side of that is, when we come as a servant, we ended up being treated as royalty. Now I'll make you a son. Jesus said, I call you no more servants, but I call you friends. Because a servant knoweth not what his master does. Our attitude, our spirit, our approach to God is as a servant. It must always be. Let me sit in the low seat here. Let me sit here. Amen. Just let me be a servant. I will do it as unto the Lord. Let me feed somebody, help somebody. Let me bless someone. Let me take my shoes off. Amen. Let me fall humble before him as a little child. Confess my need of him. Bow myself before him. Surrender myself to him. Amen. And beg for his help. Praise God. But then the Lord says, I'll tell you, you sit right up there. Sit right up there. Amen. Enter into the joy, the joy. Everybody say the joy. Enter thou into the joy prepared for you. I came as a servant. Amen. But he let me sit in a place of joy and honor. Amen. He counted all of this. Praise God. And he made me his child and revealed himself. He said, I don't treat you as a servant. You come as a servant, but I treat you as a son. Amen. Amen. The father said, no. Kill the fatted calf. Praise God. My boy is home. But if he would have come looking for the fatted calf, amen, it would not have worked. And neither will it work for us. If you can humble yourself, you can touch God. If you can get broken up, you can touch God. If you can cry, you can pray. Hallelujah. If you can cry, you can pray. The Bible says he's not far from a broken heart and a broken and a contrite spirit. I've seen people try it all different ways. But I'm telling you, the best way to get an answer from God Amen, is to fall upon him and beg and plead his grace, his mercy, his help. Amen, surrender to him, come humbly before him, turn your life over to him, be broken before him, and heaven's door will open to you. He set us that example. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Bring the kids out. Thank you, God. Praise God. Praise God. Young people. You know, that's one reason little children can get the Holy Ghost sometimes quicker than old folks. Amen. Because they're just little children. Thank God. Hallelujah. There needs to Thank be God. some little children in all of us. Praise God. Jesus said, 
except you become as a little child. How many of you done outgrew that? Oh, you're listening, huh? Nobody raised their hand. But if we're not careful, we'll outgrow that little child. That little child. Except we become as a little child, we cannot enter into the kingdom. I hope we never outgrow that little child. That little child humility. That little child faith. That little child trust. That little child dependence and submission and surrender. That little child trust. Amen? We don't impress God about how big and bold we are. We impress God by how meek and humble we are. How we submit ourselves to Him and bow before Him, fall before Him, and call upon Him. Praise God. Would you stand? Let me ask you today, once you look at me, you've listened, now I want to ask you, I'm going to ask you, how many of us honestly know that we need deep down in our heart, our mind, and in our spirit, we need some adjustments on that? We really need some adjustments on that. Hallelujah. As an old song says, it's not my father nor my mother, but it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my sister nor my brother, but it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Amen. And when we really have the mind of a servant, and when we approach God through the servant's door in humility and surrender, listen to me. Get all of the other mess out of your mind. Amen. Stop trying to think that you're better and higher, amen, than everybody else. Say, well, I'm not as bad as somebody else is. That won't work. I'm telling you, that won't work. Jesus said, look at these two men down here praying. He's, one of them said, God, I pay my tithes. I don't do this. I don't. All of this. Look at, I'm not even like this other guy here. And Jesus said, the other guy smote his breast and said, have mercy on me. Oh, have mercy on me. Amen. Which one got in? Amen. I'll tell you, it's the one that came through the servant's door. Amen. It's the one that came with a broken heart. And the other one went home just like he came. He was still proud of himself. He was still looking down on the other. And the other man, the Bible says the other man was justified. Justified. That meant that God had mercy on him. That meant that God had mercy on him. Praise God. The servant's door is always open. And if you can't get in by ringing the bell and presenting yourself as who you are, go around the back and try the servant's door. Amen. Because the servant's door is always open. Let's pray. Father, help us today. Oh, Lord God, help us every day. Our mind, our heart, our spirit, our attitude, our whole person, Lord Jesus. God, that we will approach you hungry and thirsty. Hallelujah, as little children begging, pleading, reaching out to our Heavenly Father. Oh, God, touch us day by day, Lord, with humility, Lord Jesus. Submission and surrender in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. Some of you are not praying. Why aren't you praying? Let's talk to the Lord. We need you, Jesus. 
Hear our prayer, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Help us, God, to not have a haughty spirit, Lord. Help us, God, to not have a proud look. Help us, God. Oh, Lord Jesus, that we'd be submissive and humble, Lord. Hallelujah. Broken before you. Kneeling before you. Hallelujah. Broke up before you and humble before you. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Day by day, reaching out. We need you. We need you. We need you. Hallelujah. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And if you've been trying to touch the Lord, amen, you haven't touched him. Praise God. Try crying. Try repenting. Try surrendering. Try humbling yourself. Try submitting yourself to him. He's not far from that. Amen. You can get to God. You can serve God. You can be saved. Praise God. You can tap in on the love of God. Amen. He's not far from you. Be in the prayer rooms tonight. Find your place to pray today. Let's seek the Lord. Thank you for the missionary offering. We had $6.85. We'd have $3,400. So you might want to put a little change there. Praise God. I hope that you'll take this home with you and remember it. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God.